episode of the Extra Point. Wes here with Bobby. Bobby, what's going on? What's going on, Wes? How are you? Good, Good to be back. Yep, yeah, yeah. Another day, another uh, podcast, more information, including a big, big signing, something I'm sure you're really excited about. Yeah, it was news to me, you know, just getting back from football practice, coming over here in the studio. Uh, that was good news to hear um, from you, asking, hey, did you hear Jalen Smith signed? And I was like, oh, really? Yep, the big news, Jalen Smith gets the deal. He's the first Cowboy getting the big monster deal right now in Dallas. It's none of the big three. Again, you're listening to the Extra Point at underscore, I'm sorry, at extra underscore point on Twitter. You can follow me, Wes, at WesM28. And Bobby, where can we follow you? Our road, uh, at our roads 43. All right, let's go ahead and get started. So Jalen Smith, he has gotten an extension. Congratulations to him. Very deserving. The details of that are five years, $64 million and $35.5 million guaranteed. Um, he was set to be a restricted free agent after the season. The linebacker missed the entire rookie season due to his knee injury that he suffered in college during the Fiesta Bowl and went to be Fiesta Bowl. I know you have a lot from that game. Yeah, it was a great game. It was a huge matchup um, between Notre Dame and Ohio State. Uh, Zeke was playing. You know, for Ohio State at the time and Notre Dame, obviously had Jalen Smith. We're talking about, I think both teams are ranked in the top five or six. And Jalen suffered that devastating knee injury in the first quarter. I remember, I can even remember Zeke was going over there consoling him um, after it happened. But a lot of people didn't think this guy was going to ever be the same or play football again. You know, it wasn't your typical ACL, MCL injury. He actually had tendon damage and lost feeling in his knee. There was even crazy reports out there. It was like a Teddy Bridgewater injury, but yeah. they didn't even think that he was gonna, you know, they were gonna even save his knee type thing. So um, after years of, you know, Cowboys took a reach on him. He was projected a, you know, top ten pick, and um, he fell obviously because of the knee injury. And Dallas moved up and got him early in the second round. Sat out a year, rehabbed, and um, his last two years, he's produced way better than anybody thought he would. And now he's reaping the benefits of that. Hard work pays off, and um, he mentioned how he wanted to retire his mother after four years, and he just said, quoted, that I was able to do that before then. So that just shows how much, how hard you work, and it pays off. Yeah, definitely busted his butt. Started all 16 games last season. He had a, uh, 121 tackles, uh, four sacks, four passes defended, two forced fumbles as well. Had just a really Solid great stand that year. Him back there with Kyle Vanderesh is going to make a big difference going forward, especially with Lee getting a little bit older in age, getting up there. They're, they're going to be the core of that defense for years to come. Then with Demarcus Lawrence, of course, he's doing great on the edge. Right, and I Robert think, Quinn, I heard, is uh, starting to look good in camp yep. right now. So the front seven for Dallas is definitely looking pretty strong. Uh, defense, I think, is going to be a strong point of our team. Right now, you know, obviously with Zeke out, which obviously brings up another, if we're going to stay on the Cowboys, we'll yep. bring up another. Staying on that same point, I was going to say, on the opposite side of the spectrum, we still have our big three without a deal over there. Um, those big three being Zeke. Uh, Mari Cooper and Dak Prescott and uh, Zeke came home, was getting ready to return to practice and heard a little something from Jerry Jones. Well, I mean, I think he was coming back from to um, do some workouts, you know, not really report to the uh, training facility, but just to come back and work out. And hopefully with just him being in Dallas right there, I think was trying to give, you know, the Cowboys a mindset that maybe he's, you know, ready to be a little bit more evolved and closer to the Cowboys facility and negotiations and start heating up. But then after this weekend's preseason game, um, when Pollard, their first, or their, I'm sorry, their, I think it was their third round pick, the leading running back in NCAA last year from Memphis actually had a really decent game. Jerry made a joke afterwards talking about how <laughs> Zeke who, you know. Right. And apparently that got in Zeke and his uh, agent's feelings, and they thought that um, it wasn't funny. 
and um, he was, uh, they felt disrespected, so Zeke got back on the plane, went back to Cabo to continue his workouts or whatever he's doing out there. So that's kind of where we stand. <clears throat> My personal opinion, like, Zeke, get over it kind of type thing. Like, you had not been, like, the the biggest saint in the Cowboys program. And Jerry, Steven, and Garrett have stuck up for you through all those little incidents mm -hmm. that have come along. Um laugh off something like this. It's really not that big of a deal, man. Jerry, they're making a joke. Probably, you know, throwing a little jab at you. Okay, I get it. I understand. But you should not really make a big deal about that. These guys have stuck their heads out for you. Yeah, and, and they have. And you know, the, the thing that's really weird to me is the statement that came out is I was very, you know, like I, I didn't, I wasn't happy with that statement, and I'm paraphrasing. And, you know, I wasn't happy with that statement, and neither was Zeke. Me too. At first when I saw it too, then I, come, I came to thinking, you know. Yeah, why? Why are you as an agent involving yourself in this? You are supposed to be the invisible person in, in that whole conversation. Nobody cares what you nope, think. Exactly. Nobody, Nobody cares. cares what you think. Right. Always, your job is to negotiate a contract for your client. Yeah. You I, know? Yeah. You can say if your client was upset or whatnot, but nobody cares about what you think. Yeah. So, you know, next time just for, you know. Future references, if it ever happens again, like nobody cares what you think, man. Yeah. Except maybe TMZ and who cares about TMZ. It, it, exactly. It's just an extra plug for the offseason. Uh, you know, with Zeke. They need to get him on the field. They're definitely going to need him. Tony Pollard, don't get me wrong, he's looking great, but they need Zeke. Uh, you know what, man? And, and I like that pick with Pollard, and I'm a big college football fan. He, Like I said, he led the NCAA in rushing last year, and I think he was second in touchdowns. And um, anybody that thinks that, oh, you don't need Zeke, uh, we got this guy, you are full of S because this Cowboy team is really built for a long run this year, and without Zeke, it's not going to happen, period, because we he, we roll as he rolls. I mean, he is the engine that runs our train. I know I've said that a lot before, but at the end of the day, if he is not on the field for us this year, we are not going to have a chance to win the Super Bowl, and I can quote that, and you can hold me to that from here on. Yeah, Zeke, definitely a major part of that Cowboys offense. The defense, like we talked about earlier, is looking on the bright side. Looks like it's coming up a little secondary in the middle. It might not hurt, um, but other than that, it's looking fantastic. Yeah, defense should be decent. Um you know, I mean, Dak's been looking good in camp. Amari Cooper, I don't know what's going on with his foot. I haven't heard much lately about that. I know he had uh, that patella injury, I think, you know, in his heel. And it didn't seem like it was that serious. I think they're just being very right. cautious with him, mm -hmm. you know, type thing. He's uh, Again, he's one of those guys like Zeke and, uh, you know, all these guys have been in the league a couple of years. They don't really need those preseason reps. Right? No. I think Zeke had one or two carries last year in the NFL rushing. So. Zeke will be just fine. He's doing the right thing out in Cabo as far as getting his body right. And I, said he lost, like, I think he lost like 15, 20 pounds. <laughs> so, yep. yep. Yeah. He, he's in good shape. Moving from one dramatic story to the next, Antonio Brown, the saga continues. Um, he originally fought a grievance with the NFL over his helmet, uh, lost that said grievance. Uh, then returned to practice, and then filed a second grievance. Uh, you had a comment from Mike Mayock saying you're all in or you're all out. Uh, he shows up to practice today, shows up for the first part of practice, no helmet on, but he is there. Uh, you go, then we went to the second part of practice where they do require the helmets. He did come out with an approved certified helmet, but that grievance is still in. Are we done talking about helmets now? You know what? I just... <laughs> I'm so over this guy right now, you know, as far as just him being in the media and the news. And listen, yeah, he might not like the helmet. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, there's tons of superstars in this league that probably would love to go use the old shut helmets. And I understand and I get it. 
leave it alone, man. It is just a helmet. You get paid a sick amount of money to play this game right there, you know, and it's a safe helmet. I know the NFL does not put out a bad product. I'm just tired of hearing about it. And I was yes. very glad to hear Mike Mayock, you know, just say, hey, look, you know, enough is enough because, you know, you're there, you're all in, you're all out. Because at the end of the day, Wes, that's a distraction to your football oh, team. Oh, yes. Without you know, it's a major distraction. Him with his feet, when he was getting, you know, when he got the frostbite going in that uh, ice chamber and all that, it's like one thing after another. And they got to be getting frustrated. Even watching our knocks, it's like, all right, enough is enough because all the reporters want to do is talk about Antonio Brown. When these coaches right now in the middle of camp with season coming up, that's the last thing they want, man. They just want <laughs> who are we going to put out here on the field here in a couple weeks when we start regular season. Yeah, it's it's definitely a distraction. And I think, you know, I haven't got to tune into all the hard knocks, unfortunately. But what it seems to me is we're getting a little bit of good cop, bad cop here with uh, Gruden and Mayock. Uh, Gruden obviously sticking by his receiver side. Uh, the grievance is no laughing matter. That's a quote from Gruden. It's important to him. Uh, it, it seems like he's sticking with Brown to the end, which is what he should be as a head coach. And I like Mike Mayock being that opposite side. Though, hey, get your, you know, get yourself to practice still. Though, I need you here. If you want to make that money and you want to be that number one receiver that we all know you can be, you need to show up. Absolutely. I mean, they they invested a lot in, and you know, and that's a. I mean, obviously, everybody knows Antonio Brown is a game changer, and they obviously want him on the field for sure. Here's another quote. Um, apparently, after practice today, Gruden said. It's a certified helmet, so he's all in. Yep. Uh, that's my understanding. I'm really happy to have him out here. He's a great player. But then again, though, what will tomorrow bring? Because with this guy, he is so unpredictable right now. Like, tomorrow will be another day. Tomorrow will be another day for sure. So we're going to go ahead and move on from all this nonsense. We actually did have football last night in the NFL. Uh, last night, primetime, you had the Broncos and the 49ers. We got to see Jimmy Garoppolo for the first time. Not good. Yeah, you know, I had to go to bed early last night, and I watched, I think, the first series or whatnot, but I woke up this morning to see that he had a 0.00 quarterback rating. I think he was one, one for six and threw a pick in the second attempt. Yeah, it wasn't a good look. I watched the majority of that game and all of his snaps. He didn't look comfortable the whole time. Uh, he didn't look I mean, it didn't look like the same Jimmy G we've seen before. It almost looked like he had been completely exposed when he tried to make some, you know, fairly simple throws. They tried to set him up for success, especially coming out of that first drive with the interception. They tried to set him up with success, but it kept seeming to run into a problem of him not being able to complete the easiest of throws. And, and it seemed that Shanahan just pulled him out to keep him from losing any more confidence in himself. Because, I mean, it was rough. After five interception practice going into that, into a game, don't get me wrong, Denver's good, and they had their they had their big guys out there. You know, Harris was out there, Von Miller was out there, but I mean, that's what you're going against. I want to see this first team do something, and they showed me absolutely nothing last night. Yeah, and you know, I mean, Jimmy G, you know, he had a really good season a couple of years ago when he first came to San Fran, and then he, he was hurt all of last year. But it's definitely a cause for concern, especially when your headlines are that you've been just tossing picks left and right in practice. You had five consecutive picks. Uh, yes, it is practice. I understand that. This is preseason, but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, 49er faithful and coaches and all that, that are a little bit concerned. Obviously, he's going to be the starter from day one. He's not going to lose his job. But this is not the Jimmy G that everybody expected, though. No, Shanahan's definitely got a lot of work to do in San Francisco. Going on to Denver, 
Locke looked okay last night. He didn't look bad. The run game looked. He looked good, good in the first preseason game from no. what I saw. Uh, he was he was kind of shaky in the first one. The second that, one, he I looked, mean, this, you're you're thinking of the, of the second game. He looked a lot better in the second game because they remember this is their third game. Oh, that's right, because they had the Hall of Fame. Correct. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. so he looked oh, he looked shaky in the first one. You know that's fine. That's a, it's a, your initial game. I, I don't blame him there. Uh, second game he looked a little bit better. This game he looked really he looked a lot better. His vision looked a lot better. He was. Leading receivers really well, especially down the middle. Had some pretty good throws. I liked what he did. He did suffer an injury, however, and he does appear to be done for the pre uh, preseason. So he he got a sprain on his throwing hand uh, going down what after a play. He had a helmet or something. Uh, he fell on it. Yeah, it was just the way he went yeah. when he was getting sacked. Uh, when he went down, uh, it's not going to require surgery, but he does appear to be out for some time. Luckily, it's not the starter anyway. Joe Flacco is definitely going to do it. And Joe Flacco looked great last night too. He looked really good. Him and Sanders definitely, definitely have a connection. Uh, hit the Sean Hamilton actually graduated from my high school. Now I'm okay, so yeah. he did good. He had some good stuff going on. Uh, the run game looked pretty good. Lindsey Freeman and Booker all kind of that that trio was working really good together. Offensive line had some issues, uh, especially on the left side. Um, the name is is escaping me right now, but they have a lineman on the left side who cost Flacco a, an amazing touchdown. And it was all due to holding. The guys led the league in holding the last two seasons. I'm actually going to have to get that name because that's important. But uh, other than that, uh, they look, you know, they look pretty decent, right? The, the, the preseason game. The Broncos look, they look locked and loaded off defense. Right. Uh, Flacco looked great. Uh, Did Von Miller play all the game? Von Miller played. Uh, yeah, he, he was coming around the corner. Yeah, I was Bradley about to say, Chubb he probably only played like a series or two, though. Bradley Chubb looked great. Yeah, he, yeah. looked great. Got to Garoppolo multiple times. Actually, was the reason that Jimmy G threw that interception because he just had so much pressure on him. I mean, that defense is looking good. If Flacco can get together an offense to get them down the field, that's a dangerous team. That's a dark horse team in that West. I never count the Broncos out, man. I mean, they're always going to compete, man. Year in, year out, they're going to compete. Without a doubt. Um, I don't know if you heard another story going around. Odo Beckham, a little quote came out from him today uh, in regards to him getting traded to Cleveland, and he did not hold any punches on it. Odell is not one of those guys that's going to um, just hold, uh, hold back in anything that he talks about. And I know he's kind of bitter about them leaving. I don't know what the quote was, but I think he mentioned it to me earlier. Yeah, talking to SI, he said this was this was no business move, and that's again in regards to the trade to the to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this was personal. They thought they'd send me here to die, and it looks like it's gonna be quite the opposite. Well, you know what though, Wes? I mean, if that was like three or four years ago, yeah, all right, you send people to go to Cleveland to die. But yep. from what they're building there right now, you know, with Baker Mayfield and you know Landry, um, Miles Garrett. I mean, they got a lot of superstars on that team, but they have a nice young head coach that I like. Um, that's not a place to go to die right now. I mean, that's going to be a place that a lot of free agents are going to probably want to go here in the near future, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's become a definitely an appeasing site, especially for the NFL, something I've never really seen in my lifetime. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, not either. I mean, I'm a little bit older than you, but, I mean, shoot, the last time I, they were good was early in the 80s when Ernest Finer had that famous fumble on the one-yard line going in. It cost him a chance to go to the championship game, but, other than that, man, the dog pound is uh, begging for success over there because I know those fans in Cleveland, they are loyal. They will be out in full effect if that team starts rolling in some wins. Oh, man, can you imagine they start out 2-0, 3-0? Right. Hot right. Start? I don't predict that, no, you know, do I. but um, I do see a lot of improvement this year on that team. They're going to be a fun team to watch, though, I'll tell you that. They are going to be a fun team to watch. Yeah, they'll definitely be an interesting team to watch. And, go, and going from there, segueing over, uh, you know, we have the power rankings that were just released on multiple – then use a most notably NFL.com and ESPN.com. ESPN having Cleveland at the number ten position. 
while the NFL, NFL.com has Cleveland Browns at 16. Do you think either of those are too high? I think 10 is a little bit too high, to be honest with you. Um, I, I could agree more with 16, to be honest with you. I'll put them in the middle of the pack, you know, yeah. which 16 is in the middle of the pack. Yep. Um, until you show, you know, a lot of these rankings, they'll go off of, you know, previous years. Like a lot of them I see right now, they got the Patriots ranked number one. As they should. Yeah, as they should. Because, yep. you know, you're the reigning Super Bowl champs. You got Tom Brady. Do I think they're their number one team going in right now? No, I never do every year. But they finish the year number one. That's yep. all that matters, you know, when it comes to, you know, the rankings. Um, ten, I think ten's a little bit too high. I'm more of the mid tier guy right now until they show me something. Yeah, I think. We, yeah, go down that list too. I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking sixteen's a little too high for me as and well. I think so. they have the Cowboys at number nine. If we're going to go st- start from ten to nine. So yeah, we yeah. can go from t- we can go ten all the way up. So in in, in tenth we have the uh, Cleveland Browns. It's going to be ESPN's power rankings. Uh, ten we have the Cleveland Browns. Number nine the Dallas Cowboys. Number eight Indianapolis. Seven Chicago. Definitely. A lot to do with Khalil Mack on that one. Mm-hmm. Six, the Chargers, even without Gordon in the lineup. Uh, Philly at number five, as long as Wentz can stay healthy. Uh, you have Sean McVay's Rams at number four. New Orleans Saints, three, two, Kansas City, and rounding it up again, like you said, New England at number one. Uh, in those, I'm looking at them. I think Chicago should not be in that side, inside that top ten. They're a good team. I don't so, think they're a top ten. Team. So just to quickly interrupt you right now, yeah. um, you know, I'm a bet guy here and there. Um, Vegas – I just read a very interesting article the other day that the top bets coming in in the last week for uh, to win the Super Bowl, you know, and obviously you know, these betters are doing it for odds so they can win money yes. as the Bears and the Browns. Bears and the Browns, yeah, huh? you know, not saying that you know they're not betting for them to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, you know, with their odds, there's a team that could not possibly make it there or whatnot where the money can be made. But yeah. Believe it or not, people are betting on the Bears and the uh, Browns. I just don't see it with the Bears. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. Trubisky's definitely got a lot better. For he's not there. He's not there yet. I don't think for me to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback, yeah. I'd be very shocked. Obviously, Cleo Mack is, you know, outside of Aaron Donald, might be the best defensive player in football. Yes. And um, who's the running back over there right now? That's uh, no, they got Howard's over with uh, Howard's with Philly. No, he's with Philly. Yeah. He went out. They, they've been uh, using rookie running back uh, David Montgomery. Who's Montgomery, been yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been keeping him out of action, action usually or lately, but uh, he's he's looking like the starter right now. They're more of a defensive minded team right there. You know, get you up there in the cold. You know, ground and pound you. Don't make many mistakes, and you got wins. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm still I, every time I look at Chicago at seven, I just don't see it. I, I I'm fine with it, but just about everybody else inside of there inside of that top ten. But Chicago definitely, definitely throwing me off. See, I don't know the Chargers, though, at six, though. That's kind of interesting right now. I agree. I agree. It all depends on Melvin Gordon. Right. And I heard Melvin Gordon said he was willing to talk. I mean, I just read something recently. I think that he's actually, you know, like waiting for the Chargers to reach out to him. I don't know what's going on. He said, quote, unquote, he's waiting for the call to return to camp. Right. Um, so I have heard That's a positive nothing. side if you're a Charger fan right there. Cause obviously Is it, he, though? Because, I mean, you know, I haven't heard any information coming out of that camp. It's so. been very quiet over there. Yes. So, I, what I, know. I don't see a deal. It's been quiet on the Zeke side, too, man. There. Yep. Uh, yeah. There's just not a lot, a, lot, uh, a lot of talking, which is getting closer to that week one. And, you know, the, both teams now, I will say, have a backup in place that can handle the load. It's just not their starters. It's you know what I believe Austin Eckler over in 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 LA, right? And, uh, yeah. You have uh, obviously Tony Pollard. It's going to be your backup with the Cowboys. So both both of them, uh, have, like I said, have a backup that is capable to handle the load. But you're not getting twelve to thirteen hundred yards with 
backups. It's just not happening. Absolutely. Um, I know you have something you got going on over there. Yeah, you, you, you know, I mean, looking at these power rankings, I think they had the Colts going in at six right now, but a lot of rumors going out right now about Andrew Luck. I think this might be a little more serious than a lot of people thought. Right now, they're not even sure if he's going to be ready by week one. I'm not really sure the specifics of the injury. You know, I've read a little bit upon it, but Andrew Luck. not good, man. I mean, not good. I mean, Luck, you know, had a – he's pretty much the engine that runs that train, too. That's going to be um, – that's going to be big if he's not on the field. Well, it went from a lower leg injury to a high ankle sprain. And it's just all over the place with them. I, I always criticize their medical department. Them and Edna Washington are my two lowest by far. They just cannot figure out what's going on with Luck. And, I mean, honestly, being part of the ASC South, that's theirs for the taking right now. If he's healthy, they have every shot to take it. They have a good offensive line. Their defense is Great the best I've seen in over a decade. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not even – they're so much better. Absolutely. They have a good run game. They have receivers. But their they're $100 million quarterback can't stay healthy. I mean, what is going on there? I mean – we haven't. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't seen. Um, it seems like Luck's been in this league forever, man. But I just haven't seen him like in a consistent basis. You know, no. like we did early on. You know, in no. his career. And I, this is a guy that I took like in my first round of my fantasy draft like four years ago. The year I think he first got injured, and mm-hmm. ever since then it's kind of been like, where is it? So we'll be keeping eyes on uh, who Bobby takes first this year. Seems an injury. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see if Jacoby Brissett can that, even though he had a good uh, game the other night, went 8 yeah. for 10 for 100 yards and a touchdown against the Browns last weekend. But it's a big drop off to me, you know, Brissett and a healthy luck. Yeah. Brissett, in his first game, I, I just I thought the AFC South was just going to be a three man race after that first game because he looked right. terrible. But yeah, he did improve. He looks a lot better. Um, he's definitely proven. But then again, you're talking about a second, third tier quarterback. Right Correct. Here, so. yeah, yeah, second, third. Yeah, second, third string. Um, We'll see. We'll see what's going on with him. Uh, outside of that, not a whole lot more information going on. Uh, One more thing. If you go ahead. Me ask no, you, what do you think about this Trent Williams situation over in uh, Redskins land? I've been talking about a lot of buddies that live in D.C. and what are they it's thinking? not looking good at all, man. I don't think he's going to be suited I, up this year for I don't the Redskins. Think There's I don't been think no negotiations. No talking. I think they should just. They might as well try and trade him right now while the value is high. Yeah, well, they, I don't think that guy wants to play for the rest of the well, I was gonna say, I'm hearing it's not really about the money at this point. I'm hearing it's about the staff. That's there, the medical staff. The medical staff and all that. Right. He wants him gone. He basically wants a clean house with the staff. And I, for some reason, Dan Snyder hasn't. I don't know if he's investigating this or looking into it or seeing if there's any other players having issues with it. I mean, you got to do something with your, your number one offensive lineman. You know, arguably the best one, one of the best offensive linemen. One of the best left tackles in the game, and you know everybody knows that in football, that's outside of the quarterback, that's probably the most important position on the football field is your left tackle. Your left tackle, your blind side. And you even though he's going in his like ninth or tenth year right now, those guys have, uh, you know, they play for a long time. They yeah. Get a couple draft picks for him. Uh, hey, if he's, I mean, if he doesn't want to play there anymore, why sit and try to negotiate this and that? Get a second or third or two seconds a third or whatever you can get for him. Yeah, just move on. I mean, it's not worth you just sitting on a player that's not going to play for you. I mean, that won't play for you, you know, so. Just get some, try and get something good out of it. Like you said, the sooner you get rid of them, the better you're. you're, Well, the value's still high right now, you know. And by somebody shines. Yeah, because, I mean, if you look at teams that need tackles, I mean, the first team you think about is usually the Houston Texans, especially lately. They need help extremely bad on the offensive line there. So that would be a place where I, I I could see him going and being a good fit. They do because Deshaun Watson got set most in the NFL last year, yep. and partly to play for that offensive line. 
Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of problems with that line, but I can see him going there right now, though he's sitting put in Washington until, until they decide what they want to do with him. Um, yep. that, I mean, that, that's all there is to it, not much else. It's it's funny, you know, these back and forths that have been changing over the years. This is the first time I've heard something about a medical department. It's nothing to do with money. Me too. That's a first for me as well. Yep. Uh, Justin, uh, the Patriots have released their punter, Ryan Allen, after six seasons. Ryan Allen has been released. One of the punters, typically, you don't hear a lot of stories about punters, but being that he was one of the more high-profile punters in the league, um, they let him go. So he is now a free agent six seasons, three Super Bowl championships later. You know, I'd Brown, say got three rings with them. Three rings. Uh, Allen yeah. played with them since uh, 2013. Well, that's Bill Belichick, man, right there. You know, unless you're Tom Brady, you know, you really don't live long in that organization, man. He has no problem, you know, cutting somebody to save money or whatnot. And yeah, no, they, they actually drafted. That's man up, man. They coach really well over there in New England. So. They drafted a punter, actually, in the uh, in the fifth round. Jake Bailey He's going to take over uh, punting duties from here on out. So he so will be the starter going into week one. Job. Oh, most certainly. So it's kind of kind of a, a, a bad sort of break for Allen, though, late in the preseason. You know, not really a whole lot of openings for punters out there. Yep. So it's he's out of there. Drew Locke, we talked about him getting injured. Um, AD, we discussed him. Duke Johnson's getting some reps finally with the Texans, so that's good to hear for him and that team. Um, you got Harbaugh talking about uh, – uh, Marquise Brown, he's got a ways to go before he's he's you know 100% um, to living up the expectations. So we'll see how he works out going forward into the season. He's definitely gonna have to take on a bigger role. He's kind of the guy there right now, yep. in my opinion. I think he needs to continue to push, go forward. Then uh, a uh, other than that, that's that's really yeah, that's about it. I mean, I mean, you know. I mean, before we head out, I'm just kind of looking at the schedule. This is preseason, but week three is the biggest preseason, you know, because this is a dress rehearsal where you have a lot of starters play at least a half or three quarters. Mm -hmm. What are you expecting? Do you think we're going to see some foals over here in Jacksonville? Uh, what, what's the word out there? Well, as I, as I said in the, before the first set of games, I didn't expect to see them until at earliest game three. And Right, because they're not going to play week four. That's, you know, roster cut week and all that. So you're right. not going to see any of those starters. So if we're going to see any of Foles, it's going to be this week. Yeah, I think he'll get at least a good couple drives at him, see what he can do. If, if Jacksonville goes out there and they score real quick, have a great first drive. He shows he's got some good throws on him. He could work with the yeah. receivers. They'll pull him and call it a day. If he goes out there and fails, you might see him for a little bit longer. Uh, see what's going on with that. I don't even know if you'll see four nights touch the field still. You may get a, get a little bit out of him, but you're not going to get a whole lot because they just don't want to risk injury to him at this point. You, just, you know, running back, starting running backs, especially if you're RB1, not uh, RB1, 1A, you know, like a lot of teams have. But if you're one of the few teams in the NFL that have that one guy that's going to get 20, 25 carries a game, to me, I, don't, I wouldn't even play him in the preseason, to be honest with you. I mean, there's really no need. I mean, you already know what you have out of him. And you just, especially a guy like Fournette, you know, who's been known to get nagging injuries and this and that. If you're going to get an injury, you're going to get it in the regular season, not preseason. Yeah, where you're making your money, especially. Yeah. Uh, you know, outside of maybe a few teams, like I said, Jacksonville, you might see a little bit of bulls. You're probably not going to get a whole lot. But outside of Jacksonville, maybe, you know, four or five other teams, you're going to get a lot of teams playing their starters for the majority of the game. Like you said, this is dress rehearsal week. This is 
let's get ready for week one. We're going to make sure everything. Right, because these are going to be their last reps before the regular season games. So. Right, like you said before, you, unless unless they are extremely uncertain about a position, you're not going to see any starters playing in any of those games outside of rookies and then people trying to make that starting spot or if there's any special decision. teams playing all that. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, you'll see maybe like Den- in Denver, you'll see uh, Hogan in battling for that backup position because uh, it looks like Rock's going to be up for a while anyway. Right. You'll see wide receivers locking up positions, trying to get on the rosters, final spots, stuff like that, running backs especially. Uh, I'm just hoping to see no injuries next week. I don't I don't care what team it is. That's all you want to do if you're a fan of a football team. And me, especially, you know, like we, me coaching high school football here last week, you know, we had a game with Jacksonville. And, yes, we were happy with the win, but the best thing that you do in all levels is that just get out of that game injury-free. That's all that you care about. Yep, make it to the next week with your full roster intact. Right. I'm 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 sitting here looking through their week three schedules, seeing what uh what I might be into watching. Um, I, I want to see what they do with uh, Eli and Daniel Jones. Eli had a strong week. We didn't really discuss that. He had a very strong week. You know what? He's had a strong preseason, even from the first game that I saw. And you know what, Wes? This I did have um, Dwayne Haskins mock number seven to the Giants, but I did have Daniel Jones going to the Broncos. So I did have him going, you know mid late first round i was always high on this guy in college i was really high on him he's got a very high football iq what to do very smart kid i'm a fan i mean i'll tell you what right now like if is there a chance that we can see eli pulled this year you know nah, i they're gonna have to have a really rough start i was about to say it's gonna be, wants nothing to do with it right the Maros aren't gonna you know they're not gonna yank the guy that won well yeah. only one ring but i mean it's a manning so. i mean maris Literal comment was, I hope that Eli has a great year. and Because you don't want to throw Daniel Jones to the Wolves right now. Oh, man. Nah. Let him sit and learn off one of the greats. I don't great minds in football. So. I look at it from a completely different perspective. The way that I look at it is, why are you going to put him out there? with You don't have a lot of playmakers in those first few games. A lot of people are, you have suspensions with Tate and you have injuries as well. Why are you going to, like you said, why are you going to throw him to the Wolves? You have Barkley in the backfield, but why not keep Manning out there? He's yeah, I mean, well, I'm not talking, like, Eli's going to play the first six, I mean, first half of the season, but do you see any change possibly, like, say they were going, uh, the first 10 games a year, they're two and eight. Are they going to make a change? I could see them doing it out of pure pressure from their, their, their fan base, their yeah. fan base and all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only reason I see them ever making that decision. Cause if they could, if it was their call, they wouldn't pull them. But right. if it comes to the fact where fans are just going nuts, I can see right. them coming in maybe even six games in if they're one and five or something like that. But if they right. come out 500, don't expect it. No, I wouldn't do that at all. Yeah, yeah. If they're three and three to start out, or like you said, after, after 10 games, even if they're, I could see them at four and six after 10 games, they're not going to pull you off. Yeah, and, and you know what? The expectations aren't really high for the faithful, uh, the Giants faithful and the fans and the league and all that. So if they are having a struggle in the year, like a lot of people think they might, there's no need. Let them sit a year, learn off of Eli, and then next year it'll be a quarterback competition. Yeah, I, I mean, Jones has shown he can definitely run an offense. He's oh, he knows very the high football system. IQ. That's, yeah, he knows the system. Yeah. You can just tell by the way he throws the ball. He throws it on time. It seems like accuracy is the only thing he's really working on right now. But he'll get there with time. I mean, again, he is just joining the NFL. The defense is a whole different. You got to learn how to read that defense and all that. Yeah. Right. You know, they were talking last night about uh, Locke. I mean, just to go back to him again. How you know, even in college, that old, you know, there's as you know very well, there's different styles, and they play these styles, but they're not even calling the plays at the line. They're looking at oh. red pictures, and, and then they go, yeah. and that's how it gets called. You call red scarlet, or you call black scarlet, depending on the right. play. Right. Um, and I don't, I didn't get to watch a lot, uh, 
I'm sorry, not Locke. Uh, I didn't get to watch Jones too much because, you know, playing at Duke, you don't really get to see a whole lot of that. So yeah. I, I don't know a whole lot about their their football philosophy there. I don't know if you maybe know a little bit about it. They like him a little bit more because, you know, Eli, well, none of the Mannings, you know, all three of them dating back to their pops. They're just not mobile guys, you know. And mm-hmm. Obviously, they all are NFL greats because they are, like, what identified uh, – they made that position the pocket quarterback. I mean, the Mannings are the reason why they call pocket quarterbacks. Daniel Jones is a little guy that can roll out. He's not like a Russell Wilson that's going to kill you on his legs or whatnot, but he can do those three or four steps left to right, you know, and make a play happen on the roll. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Like I say, I mean, very high football IQ. Anybody that goes to Duke, no matter what sport you're at, it's not like um, I'm bash at Florida State or – Florida and these other schools where you're an athlete, you can get in with that 2.0 GPA and that 1100 ACT. When you go to Duke, you have to be very smart, you know, just in general. And a lot of those players have high football IQs, and that's going to benefit him in the NFL. Not even, you know, not even football. I mean, you think about basketball, J.D. Redick, he's still playing oh, in the NBA. I mean, yeah. He had a hell of a career there at Duke. Yeah. He's, and because of his smarts, and they talk about it a lot when he was with Philly, especially, I remember. Smarts on the field, on basketball smarts, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, so, yeah, definitely going to Duke, you got to have it with you, not only on the field, but off the field. So, But Jones, hopefully he continues to do good. He proves me wrong like Baker did. You know, Baker made a comment about the uh, about Daniel Jones. You know, they were, he was surprised they took him in the first round. He got kind of taken out of context by the media. Uh, he clarified on it saying, look, you know, I was surprised I even came out, you know, first of, you know, when I came out. So, you know, I'm rooting for the guy. It, it seemed more like a media made something out of nothing sort of story. TMZ. Um, and I'm not I'm not about yeah, that. You know, yeah. Baker wishes him all the best of luck and you know I when I saw that headline, I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I mean, I know Baker's a little I mean, I'm not saying he's a knucklehead or whatnot. He's crazy yeah, sometimes, yeah. don't get me wrong, but he's right. smart but guy. That that comment was taken out of proportion for sure. He's one of the players and I know a lot of people don't agree with this. He's one of the players that I've seen that have come from college to the NFL and they've just become immediately just straight one hundred percent. Uh, calm demeanor, you know, smart. He's he's thinking about everything that he's saying. He's yeah. not stupid. He's not putting stuff out there to be, you know, for right. that. He may seem like he's just spewing stuff left and right. He knows what he's doing. And I'll eat my crow on him. And in college, you know, um, that one time I, th- I don't know, I think Oklahoma was playing Texas in the Red River uh, shootout. Yep. He put the flag in the middle of the field. Yep. He's like, Ron, this and that. And then I, and it was everybody. A lot of people were shocked that the Browns took him at first. Uh, at oh, first I, was, I was. I was. But they're looking like geniuses right now. I oh, mean, yeah. we'll see. You know, the jury's still out. I'm not sold, but he had a really good a rookie year. He's looking good in preseason right now. The players love him. He's throwing nice balls. He might be for real. I, I, I can eat my crow. I'll be honest with you. I didn't. I was not a fan of that first round for him being the number one pick, but it's not the first time I've been wrong. So I'll say regardless of the situation at this point right now, Dorsey looks like just – GM, oh, of, GM of the year. You know, it's, yeah. I knew he was going to make some good change yeah. in that franchise when he came in there. Yeah. I did say a lot about that, but I mean now, just seeing it put the paper, I and hope that, I hope it evolves into something successful. Yeah. I really do for them. I hope for the you know Cleveland and everything like that, where it comes out. There's great. a lot of spice in that town right now. Oh, yeah. Beckham in there, oh, uh, Baker yeah. Mayfield, you know Miles Garrett, Lamar Landry, and um, who's the running back? Uh, they just traded. Uh, they have, uh, um, Duke Johnson just went to Duke to the Texans, and then Carson, yeah, Hunt yeah. there uh, as the running back. We'll Free see. Hunt, yeah. We'll see so, how he does there. I don't know. That might be a one-year sort of deal. I don't think he's going to do too well there, to be honest with you. Yeah, because he's not coming back for, what, eight weeks, I think? Did he get half a season or six or eight? Any, I, don't know, I don't know what he got. You know? No, he got eight. Did I think he? he got six or eight. Yeah. I, I, I can't remember. I honestly just can't remember. Tariq Hill is the one I think we're talking about that didn't get any suspension. Correct, yeah. Correct. 
Well, we're going to wrap it up today. It's going to be a nice little short show. We're coming towards the end of the preseason. We'll see a little bit longer shows when we actually recap a game, film predictions, stuff like that. Remember, when the regular season starts, we're two times a week. Absolutely. Yep, yep. Two times a week we'll be doing predictions on Friday and Monday recaps. Absolutely. And everyone, you know, hopefully a couple times this year we'll be uh, doing pregame shows for the Jags games. Whenever Wes has off work or he's not going to a game, we'll be live at yep. Cork and Pint, doing like an hour and a half show before the game, before we watch them. I'll definitely be live uh, from the stadium week one and getting a few shots in. So if you follow at, you know, at extra underscore point, you'll see some pictures from there. I'll definitely be posting them. Yeah, that's a heck of a game to go to. Uh, I'm kind of jealous, man. I wish I could go, man. Can't wait. Can't wait. Well, for everyone listening, thank you. We appreciate you. Have a great rest of your days. And this has been the Extra Point. Later. Take care.